I have something to talk about. Oh, okay. Did you, <laughs> did you see that Jeremy Piven started a podcast? No. <laughs> okay. Sorry, is, I'm not yes-anding you. No, I you just, don't have to. It's okay. not improv. I'm just talking because <laughs> it's like... I don't, I wonder if there's any celebrities left that don't have a podcast. And also every single celebrity podcast is just other celebrities going on their podcast and talking. It's just really weird, right? It does seem that way. Why? I don't just like, don't they have enough things that they own? Can they leave it to us lowly people? Also, just, I I don't know what Jeremy Piven's voice has to, to offer. I don't actually know who that is. So. He's the guy from um, Entourage oh, and, okay. you know. The agent guy. I don't know. I never actually watched that show. I mostly okay. know him from um, PCU. What <laughs> that politically correct university movie, which is really bad. Um, probably does not age well, but I did watch it a few times. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He's basically just a bro. But anyway, I just saw that and was like, well, there's no hope for (laughs) There's too many celebrity (laughs) podcasts, but they all just go on each other's podcasts. So it's like some kind of weird. (laughs) That's the only people who listen. The celebrities listen to each other's podcasts. Do they? No, I don't, I don't think know. they Probably just not. talk on them and then they go on each other's and then it's just a weird cycle of the same thing. But I'll never stop listening to Conan's, so I support Conan. Anyway. Okay. This was my conversation for today. This will be cut. This will not be cut. Hello, welcome to Board Games or Board Games, a podcast where my husband tries to keep my attention long enough to play board games, and then I make him record podcasts about it. I'm Nina. And I'm Philip. And this week, we played Viticulture. So Philip's going to tell us a little bit about it. Did I say it right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, So Viticulture is a 2013 release that was designed by Jamie Stegmeier and Alan Stone with art by Beth Sobel. And it was published by Stonemeyer Games. Plays one to six players, and the box says it takes about 45 to 90 minutes to play. And just to note, we actually played the Viticulture Essential Edition, which came out in 2015 and has some expansions inside. Uh, Viticulture is a pretty chill economic euro where each player is responsible for running a winery in pre test pre-modern Tuscany, according to the box. Uh, You choose your actions through a worker placement mechanic. Uh, Each player starts out with three workers, and you can spend money to recruit additional ones. Uh, Each round is represented as a year with four seasons. So in the spring, all you do is uh, select your turn order. Uh, Stronger advantages go the later you go in the turn order. In the summer, you get access to the first half of actions you can take, which has things like giving tours, planting grapes, building structures, 
uh, in the fall, all you do is draw a visitor card, and then finally in the winter you get access to the second half of actions like harvesting grapes, making wine, training new workers, filling orders. Um, in both the summer and winter, you can also use your visitor cards, which are like one-time special abilities. And the game continues on until at least one player has reached 20 victory points, at which point the game will continue until the round ends. And finally then, whoever has the most victory points uh, wins the game. And that's Viticulture. So. Yeah, so we actually played twice. Um, and I think the setup the first time, it took about 45 minutes to read through all the instructions and set everything up. And I set it up the second time, probably took me less than 10 minutes that time because mm-hmm. the pieces are all like in bags and colored and real easy to put out so and it it had been a few weeks in between playing um so I was a little worried that I was going to forget everything from the instructions but I I kind of remembered fairly quickly um it's not super complicated there's you know a few things to do um but it it flows okay yeah I thought and then so the playtime was about an hour and a half both times we played. So it was within the range, they said, but it was at the very maximum of yeah. the range. And again, I don't I don't think we were playing super slow. Like we did take our time making some decisions, but Yeah. It didn't seem like we were playing super slow. So I think that time range is probably a little underestimate. Uh, yeah, a little bit of an underestimate. That's I think it's a game where it would get longer based with each player. Yeah, for yeah, sure, so. for sure. And and that's not including the setup. So it was a full 90 minutes of just play time. Um, so the first time we played, Philip scored 23 points and I got 22. So I got pretty close. And then the second time we played, I didn't write down the score, but I think I got like 25. It was like 25 to 22 or, or something like and that. And then you, yeah, you had like 21 or 22. So I did win the second time. Um, Philip was definitely going easy on me though. I think a little bit the second time, which is nice, but yeah, there were a couple of times where I noticed him doing something that suboptimal, it wasn't the dick move that he could have done. That would have definitely made me lose. So, you know, um, I do think there were, there's almost too many things you can do because I, but that's, I understand like some of the buildings are not really necessary, which I, I understand it's to give you a choice of things so that it makes it interesting. Cause not everyone is then doing the exact same thing. Right. But like, eh, I don't know. I, I, I would disagree. I, th- I mean, there, there's some actions that aren't, I, I don't know what you mean by too many, like, and just like, it's hard to decide what to do or cause. Yeah. Kind okay. of, or Yeah. maybe it's just that because you only start with three people it can be really hard to like feel like you get anything done at the beginning and then once you get to the end once you get into the later rounds it's like you either you can train more workers right that's a thing you can do so you have to pay money to do that though which as you know for me (laughs) tends to to be difficult (laughs) but um so anyway, once you get back to the to the end, like if you have trained a, two or three extra workers, you know, then the turns go really fast or, or like you can do a lot in one turn, I should say. But 
you know, and so then like you start getting points really fast. I don't know. It's like it's not balanced well to me, I guess, because the beginning seems like really slow because there's so little you can really do at the beginning. But then at the end, it's like all of a sudden, you know, everyone has 20 points. Yeah, there's a beeping. I'm sorry if you can hear that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if I would necessarily agree with that. I think that's kind of just a, like the flow, kind of a ramp up of the game that it it is nice that it moves a little faster by the end or rather that you can accomplish more at the end. And that's it's kind of typical for work replacement games that I've played um, where it's almost always it. And there might be kind of a failing of the game um, or of the style of game where it's almost always a mm-hmm. good decision to get more workers as soon as possible. Like that's basically always what you want to do. I guess that's what I do. just like that just annoys me. I'm like, yeah. just give me the workers I need <laughs> at the beginning. I don't want to have to train mm-hmm. people. Yeah. But that's just, I think that this isn't really my favorite genre, honestly, because okay. the having to choose between building and workers and stuff. And I just like always feel like I'm choosing wrong. Pause it. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know. I don't remember what you last said. Um, that's okay. We were disrupted by a mysterious beeping, which we have solved the mystery. So now we're back. <laughs> okay. Um, um, I think you were saying like you don't really like the genre. Yeah, or... I guess I. I don't know. It's fine. Um, I did. Because then there's also cards, like you also get cards, so there's different things you can do with those. And then I felt like I kept getting terrible cards, like Philip's cards were like, you get to do three things this turn. Just talking about the um, the visitors, visitor cards yeah, the, this, yeah. The visitor cards basically allow you to do different it, things, and you have to you have to use a worker to play those cards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Philip kept getting ones that were like, it, you get five coins, you, you get to do three things. And then mine were like, you have to pay four coins to build this thing that you could just build anyway. Yeah, I, 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 I hadn't looked through the deck, but it does seem like some of them are better than others. I mean, they're probably all situational, but yeah, some are definitely better than others. And that's just kind of luck of the draw sort of thing. Yes, um, and my luck of the draw is bad. Yeah. It, it also made me realize that I can be kind of annoying to play with in competitive games because yeah. I was whining <laughs> a lot just about a, my stupid cards. And then she won. And then, I, and then I won and I wasn't the nicest winner, which is mainly because I don't win very often. So I, I really like to rub it in your face. I have to take advantage of it. Um, even though it was only because my opponent wasn't going super hard on me. I did get one card that I think probably made me win at the end but yeah yeah so i i actually generally speaking really do like worker placements so that's unfortunate but um (laughs) i don't i'm trying to think of other ones that i like and my mind is completely drawing a blank uh right now so is puerto rico a i don't remember i don't think so or yes actually San Juan. San Juan. No, San Juan. Oh gosh, this is not good content. But I think San Juan is the worker placement, and Puerto Rico is the like action selection, which is you play the card, and then everyone does that. Uh, okay. Well, that's okay. We can we'll we'll play that sometime. Um. Yeah. I. So. I mean. I didn't like not like the game. I still like enjoyed it. I think, you know. 
probably yeah. for that genre, this is this was one of my favorite games I've played in that genre because I really liked the theme. Like I really liked the wine making theme. It was just like really like peaceful. Like you're just making wine, yeah. <laughs> just crushing some grapes. Yeah. Um, just some comments on like what this does with worker placement. So uh, there's each action that you can take or each location you can put your worker on um, has a set number of spots that workers can go on. And in the two-player variant, well, normally in the three-player and up variant, the first person who goes to a place gets an added bonus for going there first, um, which is not a thing in the two-player variant, which I think kind of changes the game. It totally makes sense for not doing that because that would be too powerful. I thought the third person got the bonus. No, it's the first person to go there. Oh. Yeah, it's whoever goes there first, but that's not a thing in the two-player mode because that would be too powerful. And so that kind of changes the way the game works, but then also there's this uh, special grande worker that's bigger than everyone, and you can put them there even if all the spots are filled. So that kind of changes the way, like a lot of um, worker placement games, kind of you can go somewhere and you can prevent someone else from taking that action, which both... You know, it's a little bit more strategic as far as denying your opponent things and also just kind of makes it a little bit more cutthroat. Whereas, again, Viticulture, yeah, it's a pretty chill game because of that guy. Mm-hmm. Let's see, just, you know, you only have one of them, but still. But you, you know, if, like, yeah. okay, there's one thing that I know for sure I need to do this turn so yeah. you can save. Yeah, you're always going to be able to do that one thing. Yeah, so. you can save it for that one. Um, but it does, it does get a little frustrating that you can only, like, if you're not going first in the order, you know, it's like, there's a certain, there's certain things where it's like, well, first I have to harvest, then I have to make it into wine, then I have to whatever and, or fill an order or whatever. And it's like, yeah, you can wait till the next turn, but like, ultimately that's the order it has to go in. So if you are second and you're both doing those three things, you you can't do all three obviously in that turn, which is kind of frustrating. I don't, so if you're playing with three people, can still only one person do no. the things or two people can do two the people can do it um okay. it open so the the extra slot is the one that has the first player bonus so it, there's two slots on each action and at then, that point but and then you can do it one like you can be a third person on it with your grande yes thing so what does this go up to? Does it only go up to three players? It, no, it says it goes up to six, Ooh. which I think would be weird. But yeah, um, how would you even do that? That would yeah. be crazy. I think that would take forever. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> play this with more than four. It'd take like four hours just to yeah. make some wine bottles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? So I, I thought the theme was good and it's just a nice theme. And I think that this game is good about the, the mechanics and the actions you take actually feel like you are running a winery. Mm -hmm. It's not just, um, a pasted on theme. So it seems like they actually did develop the theme and the mechanics at the same time, as opposed to just developing the mechanics and then trying to come up with a theme. Um, definitely integrates well and just makes you feel that way i'd say yeah um nice the components are really nice like the little the the wooden pieces are nice like you build little structures and the the structures are all little a little different and the little there's little glass kind of 
beads, beads yeah. yeah that you use to you, mark your wine bottles and stuff and they're they're just they're smooth and satisfying yeah. to hold and move around you have this little um i forget what they call it but basically income every turn and the icon for that's a little wine bottle and the first player token is a bunch of grapes and the player the the startup the wake up token i think they call it is a little rooster so yeah yeah i like the rooster yeah i think it's and the art's very nice too uh Mm -hmm. yeah by beth stobel i i don't know if i've played another game with where she did the art but yeah very good it's a nice game and it's it is it is approachable for new gamers You, you have to put in a little bit of time at the beginning to figure it out if you're not used to games especially like it took like i said it took us about 45 minutes to read through everything but kind of once you get started it's not bad yeah and i think i could teach it a lot faster than that now that i know how to play like um yeah so if you want philip to teach you no (laughs) but (laughs) i just think it and again this is where the theme comes in because i think that does help a new player try to yeah because it's really clear like these are the steps because here's the flow that you'll generally want to take you're going to plant your grapes then you're going to harvest your grapes and you're going to make it into wine so yeah yeah it's it's I, i like the theme um I guess my one, aside from just the genre not being my super favorite, my one other critique would be like, I think I probably wouldn't play it a ton because I'd get bored of it in general. Like after a couple of times, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I made some I, wine. I'm good. Let it age. <laughs> I, I don't think I'd see myself like, I don't want to play this again. But yeah, you would definitely want some breaks in between. Like it's not something where I'm going to want to play it weekly. Like, uh, you know, if not that we play anything weekly, but you know, like I could see myself at least like a once or twice a month wanting to play like Hanami Koji or something like that. Whereas this one, yeah, it's, it could get stale. Uh Uh-oh, the beeping is back. Our daughter um, has this little clock and she somehow set the alarm on it and apparently we don't know how to turn it off. Did you snooze? <laughs> Even when your kids are asleep, they can interrupt you. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's all my, my critiques. Do you have anything? Yeah, no, I'd, I'd put this... This is a good approachable, just pretty chill relaxing game we didn't play mm-hmm. it while drinking wine but i feel like that Aww, you should. yeah we should <laughs> we don't really drink wine yeah no um uh so as far as it being it's a pretty approachable worker placement game um lords of water deep that is the other one that i played that's really straightforward and then um that i do like I could see that one getting old for me too, but that, that one's pretty cool. Um, it's yeah. Nina's never played it. And then I've always heard that stone age is another good, uh, really simple worker placement game. So if viticulture is a bit too complex, you might try one of those too. Maybe we should. Yeah. So best game ever, worst game ever. I'd give it best game ever. Yeah, I would too. All right, so that is Viticulture, and I will do a bonus segment. I'm, I'm, we're starting to run out of kids' games that are not just like, sorry, um, 
But I do have this one this week called Rush Hour Junior by Think Fun. And apparently Rush Hour is like a game that people know about and play. But I had never heard of it. Me neither. And my mom, um, I think it was my mom, bought this game for our oldest. And it's kind of like a traffic jam. There's like a ice cream truck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you you build a traffic jam around it basically based on a card that shows you how to set it up and then you have to figure out how to move them it's like a slide to, puzzle. yeah it's like a slide puzzle to get the ice cream truck out of the traffic jam um it's pretty cute it's you know it's again kind of a puzzle game kind of like i forget the other one i talked about that oh, and the haystacks yeah it's kind of similar to that in that you you if you have an older kid who's capable of entertaining themselves, <laughs> they could potentially play it on their own because you just set it up and then solve the puzzle, basically. Um, but it's pretty cute because, you know, it comes with little cars. There's buses and fire trucks and stuff that you make the traffic jam out of. And our toddler likes to just put all the pieces on there and then shake it to make them all fly off. I don't know when that <laughs> game started, but that's how she plays. Um, and there's like a a wide range of levels of difficulty for the the puzzle. So some of them, you know, our six-year-old can definitely do on her own. And then there's some advanced ones that even I have some trouble with. Just kidding. I can do all of them. <laughs> no. um, apparently, I was just looking at it online, and there does, there apparently is an even younger version. Like, even younger than junior there's a oh i already closed it but anyway there's apparently an even younger version so if you have even younger kids you could try that one i think it's just supposed to be like you do it as a family which you can also do with this one so i don't really know what the difference is i didn't look that deep into it but there's a younger version and then i guess there's a non-junior adult version if you just really want to get some things out of traffic chance <laughs> i don't know what it is i don't know if it's different or if it's just not an ice cream truck <laughs> harder puzzles i really don't know but um overall i would i would recommend rush hour junior it's you know the, the pieces are are nice and i think it's recommended for ages five and up which seems about right um both of our kids like the cars and all of that stuff. Do you have anything to say about Rush Hour Junior? I, I have not actually played that much very or very much with her, so oh, okay. I don't have that much to say. I remember it being pretty fun, though. Yeah, it so. is fun. It's another kind of small game that doesn't take a lot of setup, and you can do as much as you want because, you know, you can just do a couple of puzzles or you can do a bunch, um, depending on how long you want to spend playing or how long you have before bedtime starts but yeah that's pretty fun so that's about all of that (laughs) um so we do have twitter and instagram which i've only posted a few things on but um maybe someday i'll have more time and post more things so you should definitely follow just in case that happens (laughs) or if you just want to know when there's a new episode i'll eventually post those a day or two later (laughs) um but they're both just at border board pod b-o-a-r-d or b-o-r-e-d pod and then we do have an email so if you 
have questions, suggestions, um, comments, something you want to tell us, something you want us to read out loud, we will totally do that. Um, our email is borderboardpod at gmail. So B-O-A-R-D or B-O-R-E-D at gmail.com. Pod. Sorry. So I didn't say the word pod. I'm sure you figured this all out. So. I'm wondering if you're regretting the name of the podcast since you have to spell it every time. I'm not regretting it. Okay. Because it makes perfect sense because <laughs> sometimes I'm bored. <laughs> um. I mean, it makes sense for the board to go before the board, right? <laughs> anyway, please email me. <laughs> if you're listening. Also, uh, if you're listening, tell a friend. I'll start uh, throwing that one in there mm-hmm. too. Um, tell a friend if you enjoy the podcast and give us a rating. I don't even know how to look if anyone's <laughs> given us a rating. <laughs> I'm clearly not spending a ton of time on this, but it's for fun, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, go ahead and rate us and also tell all your friends about it and post it on your social media because you probably have more than followers than I have, which is one, which is myself. So. <laughs> I don't think you should say that. I'll take that part out. And that's all. Mm-hmm. that's all we have to say for today please join us again next time when we do another game that we haven't decided yet oh uh, yeah but maybe we should start thinking about that ahead of time so we can give you a teaser about what's coming up in case it's something that you would be interested in we're learning folks yep <laughs> doing great doing great we're learning episode 9 coming at you okay bye alright bye